housekeeper reported everything I did. She probably kept a log that told mother when I peed. Oh, and I do have some exciting news I've been meaning to tell you. Finn's moving back to the house after Christmas, she said with a smile. Houston isn't working out for him like he thought, so he's going to work downtown with your father's law firm. I swallowed down bile at what she'd said. Everything was always about Finn, my half-brother. Why didn't she give a shit about me? I glanced around her to peek at my dad, but he wasn't even listening to Mr. Cairn or to us. He had his phone out, texting. He didn't want to be here. From the stage, Mr. Cairn was finishing up his spiel. To Briarwood Academy's senior registration and open house night. This fall marks our hundredth year anniversary, and we look forward to celebrating this event all year. And now, to welcome our incoming seniors, last year's junior class president, Nora Blakely, will be speaking to you. An asset to our academy, she was not only the Beltone National Spelling Bee champion four years ago, but she's currently the editor of the yearbook, the co-captain of the debate team, and an early recipient of the esteemed James D. Gobble Scholarship to attend the University of Texas. She's an exemplary role model for all of us here tonight. Mr. Cairn smiled benignly down at us in the front row. Without further ado, please give a hand for Miss Nora Blakely. Polite clapping ensued. Go get him, sis, Finn said to me as I rose to walk up the wooden steps to the stage. Shocked to hear his voice, I turned to see that he'd obviously slipped in late and had been sitting right behind me the entire time. I felt myself draw up inside. He wasn't supposed to be here not when it was a weekday and he lived four hours away. Deep in my gut, I realized Mother had told him to come, and he always did what she said. So did I. As I looked at him, the shuffling sounds of people sitting in hard chairs swelled in my head and then shrank in the oddest way. Vertigo hit me, making the gymnasium spin around wildly like I was on a merry-go-round. Freaked out, I gained control by fisting the sides of my dress and biting the inside of my cheek until I tasted the coppery tang of blood. Seeing him made me crack even more. I shuddered in revulsion, taking in his gaunt face and red-rimmed eyes with sagging skin underneath. Cocaine. Someday, it would take away his handsome visage completely and leave it in ruins. His clothes screamed money, though, from the tailored suit to his Louis Vuitton watch. Just like me, he was pretty on the outside. His hands twitched nervously, calling attention to the long, jagged scar on top of his right one. That nasty gash had taken 85 stitches at the emergency room, and if he rolled his sleeves up, it would stretch all the way up to his elbow. As I stared, he flushed red and dropped his head to stare at his shoes, like the answer to all life's questions were lying on the dirty gym floor. They weren't. I suddenly wished I was high. At least I wouldn't remember what I'd done. I turned my back to him and walked away. He was nothing to me. Making my way up the steps, I smoothed down my dress and tried to breathe evenly so I could give my well-prepared speech, all about how freaking wonderful it is to be a student at B.A., how super terrific it is if you study hard and make good grades, and how awesomely fantastic it is to be rich and smart in a crappy little world. Right. I snorted. If these people only knew the dirty truth about me, how weak I was, 
how I was dying a little bit every day in small doses. Would they look at me differently, treat me like a pariah? Yes, my internal voice whispered. Shake it off and breathe, I ordered myself. I sucked in a long breath through my nose and exhaled through my mouth as I moved forward to Mr. Cairn, whom I'd privately nicknamed Mole, albeit a rather nice Mole. With his gray hair and squinty eyes, he looked deceptively unassuming, but he also had keen instincts and even keener intelligence. Nothing much got past Mole. Even now, his beady gaze probed my expression, and I think maybe he could see my cracks. Automatically, my body went into beauty pageant mode, and I sashayed toward him robotically, the new sandals mother hated clacking against the stage. It was time for the dog and pony show. Looking at me warily, Mr. Cairn politely moved aside and took a nearby seat on the stage.